Come live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. It is awesome to be back for sure. Let me get in my co-host here. Happy New Year to everyone. Duck Raleigh, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Princess. Glad to be back. And uh, again, Happy New Year's. Yeah, Happy New Year's for sure. Steve Thornton, welcome to the show, sir. Um, how about the Cowboys? How about those Cowboys? How about oh, them Cowboys? Oh, boy. Happy yeah. birthday. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year. And I hope that Happy everyone is having a, a safe and, and prosperous New Year thus far. Amen, amen, <laughs> amen. Let's get in the Jets fan here, G J A E T. See, I can't even do it. J E T S. Tim Moore. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know what to think of them, but the, you know we got Aaron Rodgers feuding with Jimmy Kimmel now, so I I don't know. The Jets are just <laughs> yeah. Not good. Who's on not the good. Epstein list? Who's on the Epstein list? Is it Kimmel or is it? <laughs> wow. Yeah, you are right about that. All right. Um, let me welcome in Jay Hayes. Welcome to the show, sir. Hello, Princess. How are you? Doing good, sir. How about you? All right. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year brother. Happy New Year. Well, Lewis, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy New Year to everybody as well. Good to be back. All right. All right. And look at here. I think, oh, no, he got off. I thought that was Purple Rain himself. Maybe he'll get back on here. I didn't know he'd, he'd be awake at this point, uh, Coach Donald Jones. And maybe he'll call back in. But I did say the best for last. Hey, Ricky Porter. How are you, sir? Hey, hey, Princess. How you doing? What's up, fellas? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year, Rick. Hold on, hold on. This is Purple Rain. Purple Rain is on. I I thought he'd be asleep. He is. I've never seen him post so much in my life. And I've been knowing Coach Donald Jones. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. Can you guys hear me? We hear you. We hear you. I'm in the airport. I'm in the airport. So I had to to come on the E-Crow because, you know, yeah, I've been – Talking about this stuff, so I would. So I got, I got to be a man of, you know, admit, admit my wrong and admit our shortcomings, but at the same time, hey, they got us together. I had a had a time of my life the last few weeks. <laughs> I, I know you did, and you documented every bit of it. We're gonna put you on mute until we come to you because of the the background in the airport. But we got you. I'm excited that you called in. Hold on, right there, Coach Donald Jones. Hold on. All right, Duck, we got a full crew tonight. Uh, uh, we're ready to go. We're going to start yeah. it off with Jay Hayes. Jay, give me a little open mic, Jay. What's going on? Well, I'm, I'm just uh, disappointed to see one of my former players get fired today, Mike Vrabel at the Tennessee Titans. That kind of shocked me, even though they didn't have a great year. Um, 
you know, I thought he had great command of his team. And, um, you know, the, their prospects look good for uh, the coming years. and He's done a solid job uh, in, in the time he's been there, but you just never know what's going to happen at this time of year when uh, these meetings and billionaires and people start telling them, you know, the truth. And uh, maybe they didn't like what he said. I don't know. Braves, Braves does not want to hold his tongue. So um, that, that that shocked me today when I saw that. Okay. Uh, Steve, open mic. What you got for us? Hey, I am very glad to report that in 2024, <clears throat> I saw Pat McAfee with a sport coat on. I was happy about that. Uh, one of the things that, that, that when you said open mic, I'm really proud of the Houston Texans. It's kind of uh, being talked about, but it's kind of under the radar, too, the job that C.J. Stroud and D'Amico yeah. Ryan have done down in Houston. Um, I mean, both of them kind of, not kind of, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, they really produced. I'm really happy for them and proud of them, too. So um, we'll see what happens in, in the playoffs, but uh, outstanding job to the Houston Texans. Okay. All right, here we go, Will. Open mic, Will. Uh, yeah, I think still sort of along the same lines as, as Coach Hayes, you know, being that it was uh, uh, Black Monday and there were a, a few coaches and, and, and GMs fired. Um just thought it was it was worth noting, you know that uh, you know it's a it's a tough time of the tough time of the year, um, but one of the firings that kind of stood out to me was the one down in uh, Atlanta with uh, Arthur Smith, um, and the only reason I say it stands out is because of uh, Jameis Winston uh, changing the play uh, at the uh, kind of at the last second, you know, and scoring a, an additional touchdown that was kind of unnecessary. Uh, and brought a little bit of extra attention to Arthur Smith, and maybe it, it sealed his fate. Maybe his fate was already sealed. Um, but, you know, it, that being said, it's kind of a tough time of the year, and was just acknowledging some of the uh, the firings like Arthur Smith and Ron Rivera um, and Coach Vrabel and, you know, Staley and some of those guys, but also the uh, assistant coaches that are, that are let go, right, so like Martindale out with the Giants and then all those guys down in, in Jacksonville, um, as assistant coaches, opposed to you know the head coach um, head coaches being fired, so uh, a tough time all the way around uh, in the NFL this uh, this week. Well, and before before I move on to uh, Ricky, uh, Will, you brought up something interesting. We're talking about Jacksonville. You had all the defense gone, which was black except for one coach and mm-hmm. two black coaches on offense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a little bit disappointed in uh in 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 Doug um Peterson, you know, just the way uh, the, the optics look bad in general, but you know, when you do something like that, number one is you're not really standing up for your staff and you're pretty much, you know, covering your behind uh when you kind of let those guys go and you're blaming them um for what may not have been the issue anyway but it was just another way of you saving your job. So it's a little bit disappointing, you know, when a head coach, you know, cuts a particular part of his staff. 
Yeah, coming to you, Ricky, on open mic. Before the one thing I want to ask you is: Is it true that uh, Jameis Winston has bad knees? That's why he couldn't take a knee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always wondered where you going with something. <laughs> Man. I don't know, man. But they, they've been talking about that a lot down here, Duck. Um, but uh, everybody down here backs him, um, and everybody is, uh, you know, pulling for me. Says, you know, I think it was a team decision. Jameis is getting the the the, the uh, blowback from it, but I think it was a team decision to get that young man. Um, I guess last year he had, I can't remember the number, he was seventeen or twenty something touchdowns, and he had 17. zero touchdowns this year. 17, okay, thank you, Princess. And so this year they they wanted to get him a touchdown. And I think they just wanted to, I mean, I don't know. I have, I kind of have mixed emotions about that when you, you know, now when a team is just trying to just to embarrass a team and just destroy them, I can understand. But I don't think that was this, this kind of situation, you know, where he, um, where they did that and was trying to embarrass him. So I guess, you know, well, I guess we'll get over it or they'll get over it or whatever. But, uh, um, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. But I did want to uh, – the one thing I did want to say is uh, I think maybe Duck and Will may have known that that I have uh, – even when I was – even in my playing days, uh, I've always known how to drive 18-wheelers and, and uh, motor coaches, buses. And I learned how to drive an 18-wheeler when I was 16. When most people were getting their driver's license, I was getting my CDLs. Uh, well, I had to wait till I was turned 21 because back then you couldn't get them until you uh, – you couldn't get them at 18, you had to get them at 21. But uh, that being said, uh, uh, my open mic thing was I had a, a great opportunity. It's this company here in New Orleans that every now and again, um, if they need help, I'll go help them. And um, I kind of explained to them that uh, whenever they have – you know, games or sports teams or something like that that they need a transport. And I said, give me a call. I'll do it for you because, you know, I, I love watching sports. So um, they gave me a call and uh, had a chance to go to the Sugar Bowl, and I drove. Uh, it was an eight-bus move. I was the lead driving an eight-bus move to bring the Washington Huskies fans to the Superdome. And I just want to tell you the um, – it was a great time. I mean, uh, class fans, they did a great job. I was very impressed with them, very nice people, and got a chance to spend the time with them. And then, you know, my former teammate, Nesby Glasgow, who's passed away now, was a Washington Huskies fan. So, I mean, player, excuse me. And uh, just to, to be a part of that, and um, with Nesby, Nesby being gone right now, who was a good friend of mine, it just made me feel closer to Washington at that time. And uh, it was a, a great time, and they won the game. So um, that's kind of what I did last week and uh, had a chance to enjoy the Sugar Bowl. Okay. All right, Rick. Uh, Princess, open mic, Princess. Look, I'm not going to be as outrageous as I was in the um, in the first hour. I'm just going to say that, um, it was tough for me to watch Jameis Winston do that, and, and I'm on the other side maybe of Ricky in that. Um, I, I don't know. I think he went against the coach and, as Duck said, almost got um, Dennis Allen into a fight or a scuffle that maybe he didn't deserve. <laughs> um, and maybe that's the decision by everybody in that huddle, but the, the play was sent in to, to Jameis Winston. Um, and if they're going to line up and score a touchdown, they line up and score a touchdown, but they got a victory formation. Um, and suckered 
the defense into that too. So I didn't, I didn't like that, and I'm going to leave it there. Except for happy birthday, Reverend Robinson. <laughs> happy birthday, Rev. All right, uh, Tim, what you got for us? Open mic, Tim. Hey, Duck, you can go ahead and get Donald Jones if he's in the airport and uh, and uh, and come back to me afterwards. Okay. All right, Coach Jones. Well, guys, you know, it's been a very uh, great weekend, bittersweet weekend for me. Um, you know, it's like the Prince said, I never posted so much because I'm the reason why I was doing it because I want to make sure I hit. I had all these memories for one thing because you know, one thing about Facebook, you know, they, they store everything, you know. So, so I, you know, and I also wanted to chronicle for, for a lot of people in my family, you know, you know, seeing old friends, and, you know. New York, Washington, Coach DeBoer is incredible, man. The, the show, the, the type of, I don't know, the type of um, what they put on for us is like is unimaginable. I mean, I mean, you know, they rolled out the red carpet for, for the former 91 team, the 91 national championship team. I mean, you know, they took a stand there on their dime. So many good together. really honored us, you know, and, Again, this you know, is the last of the fight. Again, this 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 is the yeah, in terms of open mic, I, I would just, uh, you know, I'm just curious. Uh, I heard about Vrabel late this afternoon, uh, so I think that's six teams that have uh, coaching, uh, head coaching vacancies now in the NFL. And I'll just be watching the next uh, few weeks to see how this shakes out. I mean, we've still got Steve Wilkes out there. Uh, we've got uh, Antonio Pierce, who uh, I'm really hoping gets that Raiders job. Uh, he fits the profile. Um, I, when I was a kid, I was a, I was a Jets fan, uh, but the Raiders used to be on the 4 o'clock game all the time, so I became a bit of an Oakland Raiders fan. Um, I, I can't deal with this Las Vegas Raiders thing, so I kind of, like, dropped them off my radar screen. But Antonio Pierce, is, is uh, he fits the profile of an Oakland Raider, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. he gets that. We'll see what happens. Wow. Okay, Tim, I'm going to stay right there with you because uh, – Let's talk about the college semifinal games before we get to the, the college championship. Two really good games. Um, two really good ball games. Um, I thought the uh, the first game, the Rose Bowl, um, to me, quite honestly, um, I thought Michigan dominated that game, both sides of the offensive, uh, both the offensive line and the defensive line. I thought they pushed uh, – Alabama around pretty much the whole game, but they made a lot of mistakes. They dropped punts. They uh, they missed uh, some passes. Uh, uh, they 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 did they did some things that kind of kept Alabama in the game. And in fact, Alabama took the lead uh, there in the uh, uh, second half there. So, uh, but I thought Michigan outplayed them all day long, um, and so I wasn't uh, surprised that they pulled that one out. That Washington game, I was stunned. I was expecting Texas to, to beat them by a couple of touchdowns, and Washington clutched. 
They looked really good, and Penix was just on fire, he and Adunze. Um, going into uh, the championship game last night, I thought that he was the best quarterback in the country. Of course, he okay. is a senior, but, you know. Okay, uh, Jay Hayes. Yes. Um, I agree uh, with what was just said. You know, uh, the Michigan game, I thought Michigan-Alabama, I thought, you know, Michigan was a better team throughout, um, you know, just made too many mistakes to to put it away uh, like they did last night. But, um, you know, they <clears> – <throat> The thing about them is, you know, the last month or last uh, four games that they've played, you can kind of tell they're just more physical, bigger, stronger, um, and uh, just old-time Big Ten football. Uh, they, They bought into it. You know, Jim was raised playing that football, watched his dad coach it um, the way it used to be done with Bo and um, just those those old players and um, having coached against a bunch of Michigan teams over the years. Um, that's what Michigan football is supposed to be like. You know, I thought uh, Washington and, and Texas game, um, Washington, I thought, should have just blown them out. Uh, they kind of let Texas back in the game, uh, late in the game. But uh, I was surprised that it, you know, came down to the last play like that. That it, Washington should have, it should have not even been like that. But it, it did. It ended up, it was great, you know, great for TV and, and ratings and all that stuff. Um, just both games the way they ended and, uh, you know, kept everyone on the edge of their seat the whole time. So uh, that that was great going into the final. Okay. Uh, Steve, you, you, you got a little bit of running, look, running the football and then you got some good defense. You'll take on the two semis. Well, the, the first one, I'll be honest with you, it was kind of hard for me to watch the Washington and Texas game, especially after Texas fell, fell behind a little bit. But, you know, they improved this year. They're getting better. And, I, you know, I think they're at least prepared to enter the SEC. We'll see what happens, you know, <laughs> next year. But uh, And the other thing, too, is it's tough when you run into a quarterback who is having a hot night which is the complete antithesis of what he had, uh, Penix had last night. But not to move too far ahead, uh, you know, I I was happy for Penix, to be honest with you. But, you know, Texas was a little disappointing, but they'll be back next year, I think. And Michigan-Alabama, you know, it's unlike – I was rooting for Alabama. Let me just say that. I was hoping that they would beat Michigan. And I think I've said it before, I'm not really a Jim Harbaugh fan. And – Albeit for the very last play of the game, I thought Alabama did what they needed to do to hang in there and then, you know, have an opportunity to win. I don't know who called that play. I think they must have seen or or saw something previous to that that, that 
made them think that they could run up the middle it's, it's from that far out. Not a, not a typical goal line type of, of play. I thought it would have been a lot, a, a lot more options if they had rolled him out and allowed him to either look for someone or and then to run the ball. So, you know, I was a little disappointed there in that they didn't give him a couple of options to use his arm and or his leg. So, for me, it was a good game, but it was disappointing because I was rooting for Alabama. So, <laughs> we'll go from there. All right. Uh, Princess. I think I was rooting um, for Michigan, even though I, I think Harbaugh is, is some kind of different, um, to, to say the least. Um, I, and I, I thought Harbaugh outcoached Saban. Um, and it was really neat to see it get to an overtime game. And then, you know, Michigan scores, but they stopped Alabama. I didn't like that last play um, either. Um, and, again, my thoughts are is that the second game waited on the first game. So they didn't start and kick off until that game was completed and completed the overtime. And that pushed that second game to um, 1 o'clock in the morning, which I thought was kind of crazy for sure, but um, I, I thought Harbaugh did what he needed to do um, against Alabama, and then um, some part of me wanted to wanted Texas Longhorns to win, but that's because of some other reasons, but um, Penix, um, I just, I, I really like his game, and I like him and his whole story of six years and where he is now, and, and he was on fire in that game, and I thought that was the difference, even though at the end, a special teams mistake gave, you know, the Longhorns another run at it, and they almost did something with it. Um, but two good games, two good semi-final um, games, and, and, and that's, that was good for me. Um, um, and maybe a good look for the college football playoff committee. Maybe Tim doesn't agree about that. <laughs> I, uh, Richard, your thoughts on it? You know, Doc. Um, th- this is why I'm, I don't gamble, is because I did pick both. I picked both winners, but I know if I had put money on it, I, I wouldn't have won. But I, I picked Michigan to beat Alabama, and I picked Washington to beat Texas. Um, I enjoy watching both of the games, um, and just uh, you know everything that happened in it. I, I'm not a big Harbaugh fan either, and um, with Alabama, you know, I, I don't know what's could just be a change in the guards. I mean, we did get an SEC team in there, but um, not one of them into the, the big game. So um, it was it was just fun to watch. Um, and but the reason that I, you know, like I said, I picked Michigan, I picked Washington to win, and then I also picked um, Michigan to win the thing. So that just goes to show you that uh, what do I know? Because if I had put money on it, I know I wouldn't have won. So, But um, I thought they were good games. I enjoyed them. Like I said, I had a chance to be at the Washington Texas game. Okay, Francis, do we have Donald Jones back? Uh, he's still out. We sure do. Let me open up his mic. Go ahead, Doc. Hey, uh, yeah, Coach Jones, uh, let's talk about these semi-finals. I'm sorry. He dropped again, Doc. Okay. Happy New Year, Donald Jones. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, Will, your thoughts on the semis? 
Yeah, I really I enjoyed both of those games. Um, the Texas-Washington game, I uh, thought it was a good matchup of, of finesse teams. You know what I mean? Athletes, speed. Um, you know what I mean? I thought it was going to be just be a good matchup there. Um, and, and the quarterback from Washington, Penix, I don't know that he could have had a better game than he had that night against Texas. You know what I mean? I just thought he was – that was their high point. Washington was doing everything right. Uh, Texas – you know, kind of dug their, you know, dug a hole for themselves. Um, but the drama was that Texas found a way to stay with it and, and, and bounce back and still have a chance to win it at the end. So I think that's what made the game, um, you know, just uh, a lot more fun and entertaining was the, the drama at the end. Just, you know, at one point you were almost ready to shut it down and be like, oh, Texas is, is done. But they battled back, and, and that's the part, um, you know, that kind of enjoyed about that game. Um, the Alabama-Michigan game, I think some teams don't do well when they have a long layoff. And I think when you have, you know, some younger guys and inexperienced guys, um, the, long, the long layoff isn't necessarily a beneficial thing. You know what I mean? A week maybe, but, you know, we start getting into two weeks and, and all that, you know, guys lose a little bit of focus. I thought the quarterback from Alabama didn't play as well as he had played during the course of the year because he started out really slow, sluggish. They replaced him. He got his job back. And then he went on a roll where he, he was playing really well for a, I mean, for for a while. Um, but it's almost like he regressed a little bit uh, in this game, and, and part of that had to do with the opponent, uh, you know, and and uh, the stuff that Michigan was doing to Alabama, like all the pressure and the blitzing and all that. The Alabama O line didn't didn't handle that, so they had a lot of hits on the on the quarterback. And then it, yeah, it still came down to the the last play. Uh, and I think someone mentioned it earlier about was that really the best choice of plays to, to go with, um, you know, and then you look at the play and you see that it was a, a low snap. And if he takes it off tackle instead of straight up the middle, he really does have a crease and, and probably can get in there. So uh, they, they did limit his options. Um, and, and I think if you, you give him a chance to get on the perimeter and a run pass, then, then I think that helps him out a little bit better because the best thing he does is, is move and, and, and his athleticism always shows up. So, um, I don't know if that was the greatest play for him. Um, but uh, in those games, uh, I thought both of them were entertaining, um, and both of them finished up pretty well and, and had a good matchup uh, at the end, even though would have been Georgia and Michigan. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's so Donald Jones about... is back. Let's see if we can okay. get him in here one more time. Um, uh, hold on. Let me open up his mic. Donald Jones, your mic is open. Go ahead, Doug. Yeah, guys. My, my apologies here. I know. But, um, but yeah, um, I, I might be too loud in here to talk, but I'm right in the middle of the airplane. But, but, but um, what, what, what was the what, – what did we leave off at? Yeah, we were talking about the semifinal games. Okay, well, the semifinal games, you know, I, I mean, they were excellent. Both those games were excellent. I was – I was at the Washington game, of course, and and it, we were just watching the, uh, the Alabama, the, you know, do the teleprompters, and, and I saw that last play, and I was like, wow, man, what a to go out on that type of play. You know, I mean, yeah. it was like, I don't understand that call. I don't think it's a good call. But, but, um, but you know, Michigan, Michigan, you know, they were the, they were the better team, I, th- I thought. You know, I thought they were more physical. And, and you know, and, and I was really surprised that Alabama, 
Yeah, Duck, we're going to have to say Happy New Year. I'll, I'll get him when he gets back and just talk to him off air. Go ahead. He dropped again. Okay. Uh, coming back to you, Will, wanna, let's talk about the championship games. Were you surprised that Alabama's offense and defensive line just beat Washington up? Yep. Uh, yeah, Michigan. Michigan's um, offensive line played the role of bully in this game. Uh, especially uh, to start off the game. You know, I mean, UW kind of, uh, you know, slowed it down or had a handle on it, probably like the beginning of the, the second half in the third quarter. But then Michigan kind of finished the game by punching them back and punching them in the mouth once again. Um, so, yeah, not uh, – I guess a little bit surprised, yeah. But uh, I think throughout the year, um, Michigan has been just that. Like I said earlier, I think they were probably the – most disciplined and, and uh, you know, just fundamentally sound team uh, in, the, uh, in, in the country, and they showed it again, but they showed it, you know, in a different style. They just came out and just played bully ball in, the, in this game. So, uh, yeah, really shouldn't have been surprised what it was. And, and UW, I think, again, they were, to me, a finesse team. So you got the, the, two, the, the mismatch, you know what I mean? You got the, the guys that played – you know, bully ball, and then you got the other team that's trying to, you know, uh, out finesse you. And in this game, it, it, you know, obviously went to the guys that were better at playing bully ball. Uh, coming to you, Jay, uh, were you surprised that Washington didn't make the adjustment then, you know, with the, the against uh, Michigan's running game? Um, I'm still the second half. I'm sorry. I, I I wasn't really surprised because watching the game, uh, there were some things that I saw that, you know, fundamentally I didn't agree with. Um, I, I saw two different occasions where defensive ends w- went and they wrong-armed um, counterplays, you know, um, that um, – Pullers were coming at them instead of spilling the play and getting taking the block thick. Uh, they were trading one for one and just what we in the old days called wrong arming, and they barely even touched the the pullers. Uh, and I saw it happen twice, and it it really. Um, as a coach, I, I don't agree with how they were doing it. You know, when they did it once, I thought, well, maybe the guy messed up. But then they another guy from the other side did the exact same thing. So it tells me that um, whatever, however they're teaching uh, that technique, they need to vi- visit that in the off season because um, me uh, personally and professionally as, as, as a defensive coach, I would never ever teach um, someone to just go wrong arm and trade one for one. You have to, and what I'm saying is you have to be able to take on a block and make the second puller or the ball run sideways and not let it get north and south. And they they just fundamentally didn't give themselves a chance. Uh, 
to even stop them. Michigan, I think, was trying to prove a point that uh, when they lost the Joe Moore Award, Offensive Line Award, to Washington, on both sides of the ball, we're trying to show them that we are tougher than you, we are bigger than you, we are stronger than you, and for you guys to take our award that we've won two years in a row, that was BS. And they showed them. I mean, the, the kid that, that got the sack on the guard, the 330-pound guard, where he just ran him back and put him on his neck and then sacked uh, Penix, uh, that was that was embarrassing. Um, and, you know, I have friends that are on the Joe Moore uh, Award uh, panel and uh, – they should take it take it back from Washington because they don't they didn't deserve the award. Uh, how poorly they played last night, and Michigan made a point to show them that they didn't deserve that that the biggest trophy in uh, college football. <laughs> should take it back. <laughs> Go get it back from him, he says. <laughs> Tell us how you feel it, Phil, Coach. That's cold. That's cold, Jay. Y'all did Y'all did I saw it, too. Everybody saw that, man. That's cold. Uh, Steve, did uh, Penix lose any money from that game going into the draft? No, I don't think he lost any money, but the offensive guard that y'all are talking about, he might have lost some because <laughs> he got run over a couple of times. <laughs> but, and that defensive tackle made some money. Okay. Yeah, he definitely boosted his stock because I would be looking at him right now. But uh, my thoughts on the game were that, if, again, if you know me, you know the run theory. Michigan was able to run the football, and Michigan was able to stop Washington from running the football. I was listening to a game Sunday, and uh, Greg Olson was talking about how the thing these days is that you throw to set up the run. You can't run to set up the throw. And I couldn't, couldn't disagree with his butt you know, more vehemently. It's still, when you can run the ball, you give yourself a chance to win. And when you can stop the other team from running the ball, you you increase your chances of winning. And I thought that was the difference in the game was that they, even though they only sacked Penix once, they got to him a lot. They beat him up, to be quite honest about it. The the D line from Michigan did, and uh, Washington couldn't stop the run. They, they just had no why, answer for Why the did back. they leave number seven in the game? He should not have been playing. Right, right. The running back. Yes, he should not have been playing. You're right, Coach. Number seven for Johnson. So Washington. Washington. The oh, kid that wow. was hurt. He was hurt. He was limping all day. That yes. was crazy to me. Yeah, but that, again, just the fundamental difference in the game was being able to run. And then they got behind, Washington did, and he had to throw some more. And by then, it was pretty much over because, like I said, and I will throw this in, though. The only caveat that I saw was Michigan pounded on Washington, but Washington blew ample opportunities 
they had every opportunity to stay in that game and keep it close to the end. And it was through their own errant throws, passes they couldn't catch, breakdowns on defense or whatever. They 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 beat themselves in many ways. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Michigan because, like I said, they pounded them and pounded them on the ground. And that was the, that was the beginning of the end. But Washington had a lot of opportunities last night that – Prior to last night, they had executed upon, and last night they did not. And that, to me, that was why they lost the game, really. Okay. Francis, your thoughts on the game? I, I thought that uh, Michigan and Alabama, or just are we talking um, uh, the the national championship game? Um, yeah. I really thought that Penix would do more. I thought he looked like he was running for his life, and, of course, maybe that has a lot to do with the offensive line play. Um, I was really surprised that Michigan had those two long running running um, touchdowns. And, to me, and I said to myself, if this is going to happen, then just run the ball all night until they stop it. Well, I, I thought they got a little bit better in the second quarter, and they really shut it down in the third quarter. But I, I thought Penix missed some throws. Um, and, yeah, and, and and maybe if they had played better, maybe if the offensive line had played better, shout out to Jay Hayes for saying go get the award back, um, maybe it would have been a closer game. But I thought Michigan came in, and I listened to John Harbaugh in his interview before the game. He said, well, we're going to win the national championship. So, obviously, he had some <laughs> some backup, some stuff that he had seen or known or scouted. You know, but um, it, I, I wanted Washington to win, but I, I, I thought that uh, Michigan would be the bigger bully of the night, and, and it panned out. All right, Tim? Yeah, I, I've, I've heard a lot of things that I agree with. Uh, something I didn't say in the first um, uh, first hour was I think, um, you know, it's obvious the SEC had been head and shoulders above the rest of the country for the past 10 years, with the exception of Clemson. And and then that one or two Ohio State teams that 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 came up, but I, I think Ohio State was able to compete with uh, with the SEC teams uh, because uh, Urban Meyer had had been in the SEC, he had success in the SEC. So when he came to Ohio State, he started recruiting a different kind of athlete than what the Big mm-hmm. Ten was recruiting. Um, and then uh, Harbaugh came to Michigan, and I think he thought he had done that as well. Um, but the last two years, they the first year they got in and just got boat raced by by Georgia, and then last year uh, TCU took them out. Um, and I think both times they learned something. They realized that they needed to get a little tougher, they needed to get a little faster, and I think they did that. And from the beginning of this year, uh, I think many of us on this program have said we thought Michigan was the most consistent and most impressive team yeah. in the country, but they just weren't playing anybody early on. Um, but when they did play people, they played Penn State and they played Ohio State and they played Maryland, and then they got into the playoffs, uh, they were equally as impressive. Uh, and I mm-hmm. thought last night they showed that they were the best team in the country. Uh, and uh, I, I, I do kind of part with, with some of some of the other guys on the, on the uh, panel here. I think Penix did lose some money last night. I think he looked, uh, he looked a little rattled at the end of the game. He was ducking. Uh, you know, and just short-arming a lot of throws and stuff. Now, he did get beat up. He got battered. 
Um, but I thought he he showed some things I hadn't seen uh, out of him all season. Okay. <laughs> coming to coming to Ricky now, Ricky. You just kind of hear what Tim said. So did JJ McCarthy's stock rate? Did did his stock go up? That's a tough one, Duck. I mean, I always have a problem with that when you know if you you. I mean, nobody had a bad game. Just didn't have a great game. I I don't know if you're. Stock really, you know, do you lose money? Do you, you know, I think it, what it's going to come down to is when they get in that war room and they just start talking about things. And and if you want somebody, you're going to go after them regardless, I think, unless it's just with something blatant that um, that showed that uh, they they really have a deficiency somewhere. And, and I don't think, you know, any one of them had that. I think it, you saw some um, – you saw some some kinks in the armor and some things that might need to be worked on. But I think um, when it comes down to that and being in those war rooms and stuff, I think it should come down to your body of work too um, and what you do out there. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how much anybody, you know, how much they fell off or how much, you know, did, they, did their stock go up or whatever. I guess we'll find that out soon. I want to I want to stay right with you, Rick. Uh, let's what uh, playoff game are you? Uh, playoff games you you very interested in watching this this weekend? Oh boy! Um, probably the Buff- Buffalo and um, in Kansas City. Um, you know, Buffalo being one of my old teams, and I'm kind of pulling for them. And Kansas City was at one time we were thinking they were almost unbeatable. Um, but it, they, you know, some things have shown up that um, Eva, let it, maybe it's starting to show that some of the talent they've let get away, uh, Tyreek Hill and all those guys, you know, getting away from them. Maybe they're just becoming a regular team right now, or maybe they're going to step up in the play, in the playoffs. So I'm curious to see how Kansas City is going to do. Uh, they're going to step up and, you know, be dominant like they've been for a while, or is, is this kind of like um, – they're going to go into that rebuilding mode after this year. That's probably the one that I'm looking at the most. Okay. Uh, what about you, Will? Yeah, I've got similar thoughts on that. I want to see uh, how um, uh, Kansas City uh, defends, you know, Tyreek. You know what I mean? So I'm interested to see how that one goes. Kansas City's kind of uh, been hot and cold. Um, so you want to see if they actually play well now that you're into the playoffs. Um, and, you know, they're going to get a guy who's motivated to come back and play and, and kind of show out. So uh, interested in seeing that game. Uh, also interested in seeing how Detroit plays, um, you know, at this point. You know, you, you've kind of been pulling for them. Uh, they've been a little bit of the, the dark horse. They've had some really good games, and then they've had some games where, you know, you're like, you know, they're playing like the old Detroit. So you want to see if now that you're into the postseason, uh, do they play like a like a true playoff team? So uh, that's kind of my interest. And then, really, uh, you know, growing up a uh, Eagles fan, you want to see if the real Eagles uh, will show up, or the thing that we've seen lately, you know, is, is that what the Eagles are now? So yeah, there'll be a couple interesting stories, I think. Okay, uh, Francis. 
Who are you looking forward to seeing? Oh, I'm sorry, but uh, who are you looking forward to seeing? This <laughs> you know, Duck, I'm I'm interested in seeing the two um, Florida games, and that is the one in Tampa Bay, and and I think the Chiefs are headed to Miami, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I want to see yeah. what the weather is and and how warm is it and how they adjust to that. And I'm interested to see, you know, what team are we going to see in the Eagles? The ten and one team or the one that really has faltered down. Um, down the stretch, um, for sure. Um, I, I want to see what the Packers can do in AT&T Stadium. You know, are, are, you know, does Dallas get by this round? Do they win a playoff game, um, for sure? So um, that's what I want to see. All right, Tim, what about you, Tim? I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just oh. running my mouth. Um, I want to see I want to see this Miami Kansas City game too. Um, they're they're actually playing in Kansas City, and they're expecting yep. it to be like one okay. degree. Um, okay. And so I'm really looking forward to that one. To just just out of curiosity, more than anything, uh, Cleveland Houston I think is going to be interesting too to see if uh, if Flacco can continue to do what he's what he uh, has been doing. Uh, I've been saying for a while Cleveland is loaded with talent. Uh, and with Deshaun Watson, I expected them to do some great things. But Flacco's come in and played adequately, and, I, and the rest of the team has performed. they got a great defense. Um, Detroit and the Rams interest me uh, because I think Detroit's a pretty good f- football team, and the Rams have been surprising. Um, so I'm looking at, at those games uh, this weekend and then, of course, uh, some others uh, as we get further into the playoffs. Okay. Uh, Jay? Yeah. Um... For sure, uh, you know, Kansas City, Miami uh, will be a game. I I feel it, it could be a track meet um, just from the standpoint of Kansas City's offense uh, will score points and Miami's offense will probably score points. Uh, the Dolphins' defense is missing so many players. Um, I believe they had to go sign Justin Houston today. Um, you know, they they just have a bunch of players uh, that have from Chubb and uh, Van Ginkle and uh, just, just all kind of people are, are out and, and not going to be able to play even uh, if they make it to the next round. Um, so uh, they've lost quite a few players. Um I think, you know, Buffalo-Pittsburgh will be interesting, just uh, the William and Mary Bowl of, um, you know, uh, Tomlin and and McDermott uh, were both uh, players at at William and Mary at the same time, and there are several coaches uh, on on both staffs from from the school. Um, You know, I'm kind of pulling for – Mike, he and I are, are good friends, and I, I'm friends with Sean, but not as well as I am with uh, with Mike. Uh, and growing up in Pittsburgh, I kind of want to see the Steelers win, um, you know. And then I think the Browns Texans game, you know, can Joe Flacco keep this the fire burning? Uh, and, and you know, uh, with uh, the young quarterback, can he continue to be hot? Uh, the, I think that's going to be a heck of a game. 
um, Saturday at 4:30. Um, you know, and Cowboys Packers just from the history of McCarthy having been at the Packers for so long, uh, and and then then coming down to uh, AT&T Stadium to see, you know, because if if um, the Cowboys lay an egg, you know, Mike Mike may not uh, survive. I, I for sure I know he won't survive <laughs> if they don't win. Um, but uh, you know it'll be interesting to see uh, just how how uh, they come out. Now they played great at home, uh, you know. And the Packers, uh, I, I, I don't think they have enough uh, firepower to beat the Cowboys. But you know the Cowboys haven't done well in the playoffs, so uh, that'll be interesting. Okay, uh, Steve, what's your take on the playoffs? You know, I'm, I'm sitting here looking on the internet and looking at the schedule of games, and all of them, to be quite honest with you, have some uh, have something to offer. Of course, I'm interested in the Cowboys and the Packer game because the Cowboys need to win that game in a big way, and I don't mean score wise, but they need a victory for for more reasons than I can state here on 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 this show tonight. So that they need that win. Um, uh, the Browns Texans is, is intriguing. Uh, Tim mentioned the Rams and the Lions, but but I too am interested in the Dolphins and the Chiefs. I was looking at something there on the internet, and it's going to be about 12 degrees when the game starts, and by the time the game ends, they said it'll be around eight. And I don't know about you, but I don't think Dolphins like cold weather like that. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how they. They deal with the cold. I know players come from all over the country, and, you know, just because they're in Miami doesn't mean that they're not used to cold weather. But I think the weather will play a factor. I don't know how many points are going to be scored, but uh, I think it will play a factor. And I heard someone earlier mention if the Chiefs have become an ordinary team or the Chiefs just need to find somebody that can catch the football. It's really been the only issue they've had. Injury here and there, but – and I, and, I, and I fully think that they will address that in the off season. Uh, whether they will make it far in the playoffs, I don't know. But I, I expect them to win that first-round game. I do, against the Dolphins. And then, you know, from there we'll see. But I think they will, next season, in 2024, they'll have a couple of receivers that uh, will catch the football. So, you know, a lot of good games. And I think someone mentioned Rams-Lions. I'd love to see the Lions win and take another step even with Barry Sanders not there anymore, maybe we can do something with the Lions and getting them, you know, to turn their franchise around, really. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, I should be an interesting yeah, weekend. Yeah, let me just stay with you, and and this will be real quick. I just want to know that, that and we, we don't have to elaborate. I just want to know who's going to the Super Bowl, who you – Ooh, who's going to the Super Bowl? I, I'll tell you from the NFC, uh, my heart obviously is with the Cowboys, but my head is with the 49ers. So there you go from the NFC. And from the AFC, um, I'm, 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 I'm going to go ahead and stick with the Ravens. So maybe Baltimore, San Francisco, Baltimore, Dallas. Okay. Jay Hayes. Uh. Wow, that's a tough one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Cowboys, Ravens. 
Okay. Preston. Wow. I, I, I like Jay Hayes. I really oh. do. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and I'm going to agree with him. I'm going Cowboys and Ravens. Ricky Porter. I'm going Ravens and Eagles. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. All right, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the I think the two best teams are, are the Forty ers and the Ravens, and the Ravens uh, really sort of beat them up on their home field a couple of weeks ago. But I have a sneaking suspicion Cleveland Browns may have something to say about this before it's over. Okay. I right, will Lewis. Yep. I'm looking forward forward to the uh, rematch with uh, San Fran and Baltimore. Hmm. Okay, I, I will. I want to stay with you because before I get I get to I have two questions, and I said it last show. You know what is quarterbacky, and uh, I want to know uh, how, as a commentator, you would say uh, Noah. Uh, Noah and and most of the time the K is silent. So as a, do you think there will be a meltdown by one of the commentators saying that nigga? I mean Noah the nigga. What? And all I'm you, saying, all I'm saying is the fact that he's committed to West Virginia tells you there's going to be a slip up. I knew it was come out. Well, well, the problem there, uh, Will, is like I told Precious and them, his his younger brother is coming down there, and his name is not a nigga. <laughs> I can't do this. My stomach hurts. Oh, man. This, 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 I'm this a, I don't know if you a saw a Robert Griffith's uh, uh, RG3's uh, little yeah. post where yeah. he, uh, he had asked them about getting uh, their family to get a, uh, a T-shirt that says on it, uh, can nigga please? <laughs> While he was eating some fried chicken. Oh, uh, good Lord. So, yeah. Hey, Duck, yeah. Duck I heard, uh, I heard not as a four-star. Huh? I heard not, not as, as a four-star. Four not as a four-star. Can nigga score the touchdown? That nigga scored a touchdown, man. Okay. <laughs> Look at him run. <laughs> oh, that's now, out of control. That's out of control. Now, Jay, quarterbacking. What's that? What help us yeah. with that terminology? Say again. Quarterbacking. <laughs> Lamar is what we call a quarterbacky, not a quarterback. Some a young lady from Fox News Sports. That's what she calls him. She's not a real quarterback, but he's kind of quarterbacky. That's what she said, oh. and she's been wow. on fire since then. Uh, all I wow. all I can say is he. The, did you see the throw he made? He dropped back like he was left-handed, and then flipped and threw it right-handed. That yeah. that was unbelievable what he did, uh, and you know I think Steve, you guys said Steve was a quarterback back yeah. in the day. I mean that that is something you don't people don't do 
naturally, you know. Um, the, the, the guy is a freak of nature, and uh, he can do anything anyone can do and do it better. That's all I know. So uh, yeah, that's all I know. He, 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 he said, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. You finish. Finish what you're saying, Jay. I, I mean, he just sets the standard. I, the guy is, um, you know, he won't he won't acquiesce to the look that people want him to have. He won't cut his hair. He won't won't take his braids out to to make money, and he doesn't care. And all he is is a good football player. Period. End of story. Duck, all I have to say is I, I won't give her any credibility and any more airtime as far as I'm concerned. Um, she's tried to walk that statement back several times, um, and obviously she really wants to discredit his ability, his skill, and, and, and the fact that he can play that position in the NFL. I mean, any time you come in out and say, well, he's not a real quarterback, he's just kind of quarterbacky. okay, you're stupid, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> That's all, you know. Get him, Princess. Hey, I can tell you, Dale, and, and and Will, I appreciate you sending that to me. That K is if he's coming to West Virginia, that K silent. <laughs> no doubt about it. Nobody's gonna see a K. Looking it up on the internet yeah. and pronounced Kanega. <laughs> we know how yeah. it's emphasis, but the emphasis case, is on. The, yeah. And by the time the that pronunciation gets to Alabama, it will not be Kanega. <laughs> no. If that case it'll be a long be, drawn out, but it won't be okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 know, Princess, I, I was thinking about what you what you just said about uh, or maybe it was Jay who said he doesn't um talking about Lamar, he doesn't play into the stereotype or the, the image that they want. And I think Baltimore's whole team is sort of that way. It's one of the, one of the things I like about them is that they're, they're from a gritty city and their, their whole persona is a little different. They're hard, they're tough. They, they walk up in your stadium and beat you up and all of this kind of thing. And I'm not a fan, but I, I kind of like that team. And, and Harbaugh, the coach welcomes that. And, and, you know, and is in the middle of that. I really like him as a coach, and I keep forgetting his Jim or John, um, and I don't want to just, you yeah. know, but yeah. I, I like him as a, a coach and how he lets, you know, Lamar be Lamar. And no one yeah. in that organization is asking him to cut his braids off, and he's not the most – okay, I'm just going to leave it there. Because I, I like Lamar Jackson. Me too. Mm-hmm. I like James. I like James Winston. But go ahead, I right, Princess. You just take it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to end with that. And quickly, if everybody can tell me, um, Jay Hayes, should James Winston be cut? No, I I coach James. He's just he just can't shut up. <laughs> he, he he don't know when to shut. Up. Steve Thornton. Yes or no? Could should Jimmy Swinson be cut for for calling an audible there? All right, Will Lewis. Will Lewis. Um, I wouldn't cut off my nose despite my face, but yeah, I think there's got to be some discipline because if the coach sends in a particular play and you 
obviously go against it, then there's got to be a, a little bit of a, of a flex there. So, But, no, I wouldn't cut him. Okay, Tim Moore. Uh, I wouldn't want him as a teammate if I was trying to win a title. All right. Duck, I don't know if you truly answered this in the first hour. Uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity again. You want to skate by this? No, he, he's out of here. You're gone, Jamie. Right. Right. <laughs> I just feel that maybe you call an audible if that if they're not in victory formation. I, I think they suckered the defense right. into this in this last play. Right. Um, and and I, I, yeah. I thought that was just poor. Um, gosh, what is the word I'm looking for? But I, I thought that was poor on his part, for sure. Yeah. And since he is an FSU Florida State Seminole, cut him. Let him go. <laughs> Don't bring him back. <laughs> How petty can you get, Princess? How petty can you get? <laughs> oh, <that's cute. laughs> All right, um, gentlemen, shout out to Donald Jones. I'm sure his flight has taken off. He tried to get in to talk about Purple Rain. But um, congratulations <laughs> to the Huskies making it through the national championship game. Ricky Porter, Happy New Year. Steve Thornton, Happy New Year. Um, Jay Hayes, Thank Will you. Lewis, um, Happy New Year, gentlemen. We, we appreciate you all being on. It's, it's good to be back um, for sure. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go through this whole playoff run here um, in the NFL. And Tim Moore, Duck Riley, and to all of you all, how about them Cowboys? And my Jimmy Johnson voice, <laughs> congratulations oh, uh, to him for, for being inducted <laughs> into the ring of honor. Look, all I know is you went with Ricky first, huh? I kept saying, hey, Ricky, don't be at the truck stop. Ricky was traveling and, and you know, in <laughs> a motorcade. Yeah. Hey. Come on, Ricky. <laughs> I, didn't know he, I didn't know he had a CDL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Tim. That, in the off season, that's, that's why I was able to keep some of my money. I, I'd work all off season driving trucks when – you know, instead of taking my summer vacations, at, you know, wow. during the season. Yeah, so I used to drive. Uh, my dad used to be the vice president of Yellow Freight. So okay. he taught me how to drive a 18-wheeler when I was, like, 15, 16 years old. So wow. I, I used to do it every I used to do it every off season when I wasn't playing ball. Hey, mm-hmm. Princess, hey, that nigga can work. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Boy, you crazy. <laughs> I can't do this with you, Duck. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey, Will, get him up off me. Jay, get him up off me. I don't you, know Rick. if we're going to get you. some hits from this. We got Spotify, you, Spotify and iHeartRadio is not going to play this episode. So, and it's all Duck's fault. All right, gentlemen. Have a great week um, and go Cowboys. We'll see how the it pans out for sure. I'll see you all back yep. here next Tuesday. All right? All, all right. right. All right. Happy New Year. All Happy right. New Happy New Year. 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 Never had all so right. good. Bye. We'll see you then. All right. <laughs>